0: Hi, I'm Mags. I'm Joe. And I'm Xan. And we're the Three, Three Wining witches. witches. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and follow and give us a five star rating. Also, please share this podcast to those who you think might enjoy our content.
1: Hello, witches. This is Joe. And today we have a special guest. Mags is out sick. She'll be here soon. And, but right now we have a filler, and his name is. Uh, he's our third witch for the night. <laughs> he's been our third witch for life.
2: <laughs>
1: he, he's our little brother.
2: What up, witches? What? Yeah.
1: He is from, well, he lives up north, a little further away from us, so we don't see him as often. He is in town for something, so I would like him to kind of tell us what he's doing this week.
2: Cool. So uh, we're currently living in Austin, but uh, I'm coming home for the Corpus Christi seven-day film project. It's uh, something that I've been doing with my friends for about, actually, this is our 10th year doing it.
1: Dang, and that's so, a commitment.
2: Yeah, and so we have seven days to make a film using elements that they provide to us. Uh, yeah, we're pretty excited about it. Yeah, hey, if, uh, if, if you wanna check out any of the films that we've made previously for the Corpus Christi seven-day film project, you can go to bridgeburners.tv.
0: Yeah.
1: Also, happy birthday, America. Today's the 4th of July
0: yay happy birthday
2: i'm also the uh i also made the banana nana song that's
0: true he's
1: also the banana nana um creator or artist and he also did our intro song and our outro song so he's a talented fella
0: yeah he's also helped us a lot with editing i don't know if you've noticed but editing and the sound has gotten a lot better since our first podcast so yeah
1: Small steps in the right direction, so she, I think it's good. Yeah, I actually got my—I uh, did the uh, license to carry class that we were talking about. I actually passed. We did okay. It didn't hurt anybody. No, no I was like no <laughs> one
0: got hurt. <her. laughs>
1: yeah, I actually—okay, this is really dorky, but my my hand, my palm is actually pretty sore from holding the handgun. <laughs> Anything else going on, Zen, this week?
0: Not for me. Uh, for myself, I literally. Kind of just got in touch with some friends and asked them to go have a couple of drinks and then um went to my house and did nothing my son was out of town the four days of freedom right 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 i had the house all to myself and so i just kind of tried to reconnect with friends and then uh, made a bunch of tiktoks and that's pretty much it started reading a few other things that i had on my tbr list
1: So our first bottle of the night was actually a recommendation from my friend Melinda. Hi, Melinda, if you're listening. Uh, It's actually called Texas Southwind uh, Vineyard and Winery, and the flavor is red raspberry. She did um, recommend a different flavor, but I didn't find it. I did find the brand that she wanted, and I even went to the store and asked for all the Texas brands, because we are Texas girls, Texas Witches. And uh, so I I wanted to represent, so.
0: Yeah, and it's very good. I like this one. Yeah. So just to let everyone know, our brother does not know, he hasn't read any of the series. So he's just kind of here to listen to us and pipe in whenever he hears something that's pretty, like wild
2: (laughs) i'm I'm here for moral support and for wine yes yes Yes, because
0: we can't finish uh the three
1: bottles between the two of us that would that would not be pretty right (laughs) and we got to work tomorrow oh i
0: don't oh
1: (laughs) i know
2: (laughs) it's just you jules
1: dang you know what well i'm not gonna say it
0: i do have to i do have to go drop off george at his little school so
1: yeah. Yeah, but you don't have to be pretty for that, right? You can just be all get
0: out yeah. that. I don't have to be pretty for a lot of things, but I choose to be No, I no I don't. I I literally go up there and I probably scare everybody. So
2: I get dressed to go, go to H-E-B.
0: I mean you're a dude, you don't have to do all the things.
2: But I but I do. Oh. I mean
0: like,
1: what's your dude things putting deodorant.
2: <laughs> I have to wear pants, all right. Mm. That's that's a big ask when mm-hmm. I'm when I'm off all summer.
0: No, oh, it's a tough life
1: yeah <laughs> okay so last week we ended with Pharaoh going to the under the mountain and she's been picked up by the adder yeah right okay. yes so we're gonna start with chapter 34 the adder drags pharah to the throne room she and the adder pass by many fairies on their way but none seem concerned about Pharaoh. Once they enter the chamber, she sees some fairies dancing, some chatting. The adder drops Feyre to the cold marble floor before the dais. She lifts her eyes to the black throne and sees Amarantha. She's not devastatingly beautiful as Farrah had pictured her, and this makes her more petrifying. She has red-gold hair braided through her crown, so nobody can snatch that bitch. Anyway, uh, <laughs> snow-white skin, ruby lips, and ebony eyes. She thinks, of course, she thinks that to paint Amarantha, they've driven her to madness. So just so you know, this girl likes to paint. So okay. they're always talking about her painting. So yeah.
2: far, I've gathered that from the podcast. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: And can we take a moment to appreciate how petty Feyre is being, saying that she's not that pretty I when know, she right. walks up to the dais? sees her. That's a huge like everyone kind of makes fun of that in the fandom that she's just like that girl that's like she's not that much prettier than I am. <laughs> she's not prettier <laughs> than she me. she was he's you know,
1: going for Tamlin, her love. That's competition. Yeah, that's true. And she's nineteen. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So Fayra looks to the black rock throne beside Amarantha and is shocked to see Tamlin. Tamlin makes no sign of recognition, just stares at her, unfeeling and unimpressed. Phyra notices that Amarantha has a thin chain around her neck with a single age-worn bone the size of a finger dangling from it. <laughs> Amarantha asks, what's this? And the adder says, it's a human thing he found downstairs. Amarantha, <laughs> I know, right? A human thing. A human thing.
2: We've all got one of those, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I am married to one. I'm not. (laughs) Just kidding. I love you, Arnold. Amarantha asks why she should bother with Feyre. The adder laughs and kicks Feyre and tells her to tell Amarantha why she's sneaking around, why she came out of the old cave that leads to the spring court. When she takes too long to answer, the adder kicks her once again. Feyre eases to her feet and says, I came to claim the one I love, Mm -hmm. hoping the curse could still be broken. Feyre says once again that she's there to claim Tamlin, high lord of the spring court. Amarantha tips her head back in laughter as the crowd gasps. Amarantha turns to Tamlin and asks if he's developed a taste for human beasts. However, he makes no acknowledgement to her question or to Fera. So, what do you think about Tamlin's non-reaction?
0: Okay, so I... I when I initially read this, I, could, I understood the whole point of his doing that. I thought that it was clever of him because Amarantha would obviously have been even crueler if he had actually returned her affection or showed that he did. So I do have to admit, at this point, I thought it was, you know, smart of him to do. But, you know, as we go on later, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Within this very same episode. So,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I, kind of, same thing. Like, he really didn't have a choice. Maybe he would have acknowledged her and she might have been, like, Although, whoever we're talking about in next couple of seconds, actually.
0: I do kind of wonder, like, would he have done anything? Like, let's say that she actually, Amarantha killed her right there and then. Would he then make any kind of face or or would he still remain the same? No,
1: he's probably going to be like, I still got Amarantha. <laughs> <laughs> So Amarantha figures that Tamlin let her torture the innocent Claire better in Feyre's place and laughs that Tam had actually made a human worm love him. She claps her hands and Tamlin just looks away. Feyre tells Amarantha to let him go, to which she asks for one reason why she shouldn't destroy Feyre right where she stands. Feyre tells Amarantha that she had tricked him. He's bound unfairly. Amarantha looks at her ring and on her finger, and Feyre notices that there is a human eye encased in crystal on it. She points behind Feyre to see what she should have been, and Feyre sees the mangled corpse of a young woman with skin burned in places, fingers bent at odd angles, and red lines crisscrossed on her naked body.
0: So she's like a Garfield... You know, on the back of the
2: car. (laughs) Stuck on the window. Stuck
1: on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Did we just injure ourselves? Except he's smiling, right? Like, he's kind of... Or is he kind of... Yeah, we did. Anyway. Okay, so, if you were to keep a part of your enemy forever stuck in a piece of jewelry, what part of the body would it be
0: and what type of jewelry? Well, I have certain exes that... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs)
2: what was the question again
1: so if you had an enemy and you could keep part of their body to torture (laughs) in a piece of jewelry
0: what would the body part be and what would the piece of jewelry be Hmm. nothing now i would this is like i guess this is like a little bit witchy but i uh, whenever you have like in any kind of enemy or in you know Somebody that's got a, kind of like stabbing you in the back. What I do, what I've done a long time ago, I don't I do not do it anymore because I don't really give a shit anymore. But I just write their name on a piece of paper and I put it in my freezer and it supposedly, you know, freezes them or, or makes them chill, you know, with like stabbing you in the back.
2: I bind you, Nancy. Basically. <gasps> oh my
0: God, yes, that's funny. Yeah. And so that's, um, that's something I used to do, you know, to make people chill out, like stop stop being so mean.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have any? I mean, I don't have any enemies, but I really don't know what kind of body part. I think that it's pretty genius about the eyeball. I might have to just steal her idea, but oh. I don't know about the ring. I would maybe wear a necklace because I would. She's kidding. <laughs> oh, man, don't give me that look. She's like. Anyway, if I had a an enemy, but I don't have. it So yeah, I'm not that. I'm not that creepy.
2: I don't think I have any enemies but there's like w- one person I could think of that like I don't know I guess there's bad blood there
1: Ooh. and like
2: they're most proud of their hair.
1: <gasps> Ooh so that's good.
2: So yeah I could think of like <laughs> like a lanyard of their hair or something <laughs> or like or like yeah or like wear it on my on my uh on my sleeve like like boba fett. Oh my god oh, that's hilarious Star wars reference. I keep
0: some Nair in the shampoo bottle. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's terrible. Dang. So
1: Amarantha delights in the memory of, her, of torturing Claire, despite her insisting that she had never met Tamlin, never killed a fairy, and had never hunted a day in her life. She tells Fever she should thank her for giving Risan the wrong name. Fever gets all twisted inside thinking about what she's done to Claire and to her family just to save her own family and her own life. Amarantha asks what Feyre has to say. She stares at Tamlin thinking that he let Amarantha do this to Claire. Amarantha asks if Feyre would still like to claim someone who would do that to an innocent and Feyre snaps back that she does. Amarantha leans back on her throne and asks Tamlin what he has to say. Tamlin tells Amarantha that he's never seen Fera before saying someone must have glamoured her, probably Resand. Amarantha calls Tamlin out on his lie and delights in the fact that she believes Tamlin returns the feelings. She then talks to Jurian, the finger bone around her neck and the eyeball in her ring telling him it was a shame his own human horror on the side never bothered to save him. Feyre tries to excuse Tamlin's non response to a glamour that Amarantha must have put on him. Amarantha tells Farah it has been rather boring since Claire decided to die on her.
0: You mm. <laughs> <laughs> right? did it, you know, like we had full control of that. Yeah. She
1: would think it too dull to just kill her outright. And Fahr's bowels turn watery. Xan, that's your, you know... Yeah, that's my okay. favorite. My favorite. <laughs> know. It's she the
0: was... first of a uh, uh, long line of mm-hmm. bowage.
1: <laughs> so Amarantha tells Favera that she's bored of Tamlin's silence. She will make a bargain with Favera. If she completes three tasks of Amarantha's choosing, Tamlin is hers. Three challenges to prove her dedication, to prove her kind, can love true. Fair blurts out that she wants his curse broken too if she completes all three tasks. Tamlin and his court will be free forever. Amarantha agrees and says she'll even throw in another element. She gives Feyre a way out. She can either complete all three tasks or solve her riddle. Say the right answer and Tamlin is hers. She can answer at any point. But if she answers incorrectly, her fate would be the same as Claire's. So, how good are you at riddles? Would you be working on those three tasks or solving this riddle?
2: <clears throat> I used to think I was like pretty good at riddles, but um, I'm absolute crap at a riddles. I, I, I don't know. I just can't, like, I either overthink it or I just like it's kind of like some people when you give them a huge list of instructions. They just look at it and they're like, oh, what do I do? Like, instead of going through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when it comes to riddles, that's how I am. Like, oh, uh, I don't know. Where do I start?
0: Yeah, I um, I am terrible at riddles. I, I would definitely obsess over it. But because you didn't tell us that you ha- you only have one opportunity to, to answer it, I would be, like, answering it all the time. Anytime I think of the answer. So I would be like, is it this? Is it that? I know, but it's it
1: incorrect.
0: She's going to kill you right away.
1: That's one thing. Did she say that? Yeah. Oh. Does she only has one chance? <laughs> just yeah. Just like, kill she, me. Just kill me. Yeah. If she answers incorrectly, her fate would be the same as Claire's.
0: Oh. So oh, you Bye. can't just keep on trying. I guess not. Okay. Well, that, that, I'm, then I'm dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I think I'm still pretty decent at Riddles, but I think I'd have a better chas- chance with the tasks because... Well, I actually, know When you learn about the tasks, I would, I would die, too. So, I'd be dead anyway.
2: Physical challenge.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, Farah asks what happens if she fails her tasks. And Amarantha smiles and tells her that if she fails, there won't be anything left of her to play with. Farah gets a chill, remembering when Alice warned her not to make deals. She asks Amarantha what the nature of the tasks are, and she answers that telling her ahead of time would make it less fun. Instead, she will have one task every month at the full moon. Ferrer asks what she is to do in the meantime, and Amarantha tells her she can remain in her cell or do whatever work she requires. While she's contemplating taking on the bargain, Farra sees Tamlin's eyes widen. She knows he still loves her. Fair thinks to herself that she hadn't survived poverty and years in the woods for nothing. She tells Amarantha she agrees. Amarantha smiles and orders a greeting worthy of her hull. Feyre is pummeled by three fairies, hearing her bones crunch and
0: tasting blood in her mouth from the blows. That is cheating. And that's how we close out that one. Chapter 35. When Pharaoh's senses return, when she hears the sound of dripping water and the echo of heavy footsteps, she still tastes blood in her mouth. She's feeling pain from a split lip and swollen eyes that she can hardly open. She's in a cell without weapons and without much light. She senses that her nose is broken, but doesn't let herself cry over it. Good, because it would have hurt, you know? For
1: real. I mean, I've never had my nose broken, but...
0: Yeah, it would have definitely hurt. I would have cried like a bitch. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, your nose swells when you cry and all that stuff.
2: I get upset when, when I scratch my nose, so...
0: Yeah. So as she explores the rest of her face, she notices her jaw isn't broken. She wonders to herself how long she's been unconscious while wondering of the next full moon. That was when her first task was to take place. It would obviously be something hard enough that Amarantha expected her to die. So she had a lot of time to think about that. That brings us to our next question, which is, do you think that Feyre pooped herself? For sure. (laughs) She had the
1: watery bowels for one. Mm-hmm. And then they pooped I mean they pooped her. <laughs> they pummeled her until she was unconscious. Oh, so like a... she had no control over, you know Yeah. The tightness. You. Oh no.
2: <laughs> I think it's scientific at this at this point. I think she definitely pooped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's everywhere. Oh my gosh. Well, I am of the opinion that she just got the bubble yet, so I don't think she shot herself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she clenched like she never clenched before <laughs> so from her cell Pharaoh can hear screaming a whip being cracked She once again thinks of Claire and what she had to endure because of her lie. She tells herself that she will make it right somehow, and after falling asleep, once again, she's awoken by her cell door scraping open. She hides in the shadows, but it's Lucian who enters her cell. He crouches to the floor in front of her and asks if she's lost her mind, and what is she doing here? Farah tells Lucian that she went back to the manor, and Alice told her of Amarantha. He tells her she shouldn't have returned and that she wasn't meant to be under the mountain. Like, who was, dude? Like, who is meant to be under the mountain?
1: I can only think of Amaranth.
0: (laughs) Maybe the Adder. Right. The
1: Bog. All those people. They need to stay there.
0: Yeah. He says Tamlin sacrificed himself to get her out. Feyre tells Lucian she is here now and there is nothing to be done about it. So, you know, get over it. She had to return to tell Tamlin she loved him. To see if it wasn't too late. Lucian says at least they don't have to lie to her now and she knows everything. He touches her nose and tells her he has to set it before he heals it. And the pain was too much and she faints. So, next question. Are you getting whiplash with everyone calling her stupid for leaving and then stupid for returning?
1: Yeah. I mean, she wasn't going to do anything right because, well, she's just stupid human. <laughs>
0: A stupid human thing. She can't
1: do anything right in their mind, so...
0: I know. They treat her like a child. I mean, mean, she is a
1: child to them. Yeah. They're all a thousand and she's 19.
2: (laughs) Well, it's kind of a... I feel like that's kind of a human thing to do. Like, uh, actually, today, Mom was just complaining to me about one of our family members we'll just say who was like they're always taking charge and saying that like like oh well so-and-so never wants to do anything and then now that so-and-so is like making decisions and or like offering input mm-hmm. and that family okay. member is like oh well who put them in charge now oh, so.
0: oh god please uh, yeah i'm annoyed because they obviously underestimate her And seemed to forget the skill that she does have as a hunter. But to be fair, Lucian seems to also care about her now. So he's kind of like, okay, like accepted that they came to the mountain and Tamlin gave, you know, basically gave up. But at the same time, he's also like caring about Feyre and was actually willing to be like, you shouldn't have come, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So. I mean, he did fix her nose, so. Yeah, he fixed her nose. yeah.
1: Now she won't have like the crooked nose. Yeah. They do nose jobs
2: mm-hmm. in this book? <laughs> yeah,
0: show. It looks better than it ever did before. N- nice. <laughs> when Feyre awakens from her fainting, she can now open both eyes fully. Her nose isn't throbbing and she can breathe through it normally. Lucian is still there and tells her he couldn't heal her completely otherwise someone would know he had helped. The bruises are there and so is the black eye. When Feyre asks Lucian about his powers, he tells her that Amaranth had given some of them back. You know, they're just a fraction of what he had originally had. But to entice Tamlin into accepting her offer, she gave Lucian more powers back, but Tamlin did not accept. I wonder if that means that he wouldn't Go to bed with her. I mean, I I think that's exactly what it means. That's so gross. He should have just done it, right?
1: He could have just done it. Take one for the team. Let's just think about this. If he had done it, right? If he just boned Amarantha, gotten his power, then he could have like...
0: For that whole minute.
1: That whole... (laughs) (laughs) I believe we decided it was 45.6 seconds.
0: I knew that would rally you up. (laughs) Anyway,
1: do that, right? right? And then like plot against her. Because he would have more power. Why not do that? I mean, it's not like he hasn't boned
0: everybody else in the world. You know, to be fair, I doubt that she would give him all of his powers back. I guess. Yeah. Lucian asks Farrah if she truly knew everything. She says that Alice never told her what happened when Amarantha and Jurian faced off. Lucian tells her that they had a huge battle, but Amarantha was able to drag him to her camp where she took two weeks to torture and kill him. Since Amarantha's sister, Clythia <laughs> 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 promised he now. would never die. He is trapped with his eye, his soul, and consciousness in that ring. When Feyre tries to ask Lucian about Tamlin, he abruptly ends their conversation because the guards are headed their way. As the days go by, she gets three meals of stale bread and water. She gets dragged to Amarantha's throne room and on her way, Feyre starts picking out details of the hall to help mark a path. In the throne room, she looks for exits. Her best bet, if she could escape with Tamlin, would be to run for the cave in the belly of the mountain. She looks through a crowd of fairies, looking for Lucian, but couldn't find him. She's thrown at the floor of the dais, and Amarantha tells Pharaoh she looks dreadful and asks <laughs> <laughs> and asks Tamlin, the nerve, you know, seated next to her, what he thinks. He doesn't reply. Amarantha tells Pharaoh she realized she didn't know her name. When Feyre hesitates, Amarantha reminds her that she knows the consequences of giving false names. Amarantha then calls for resand who walks up beside Feyre and asks him if this is the girl he saw at Tamlin's estate. He says, I suppose, not really caring and actually seeming bored. <laughs> she points to Claire and asks if he told Amarantha that that was the girl. Rhys tells her all humans look the same to him. When Amarantha asks about fairies, he tells her that her face is a work of art. Barf. Yeah. Feyre knows that Rhysand is lying because he had recognized her at the manor from Fire Knight. Not Rhysand and his weaponized incompetence.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, such a man. nothing. Okay. Amarantha asks Risand what her name is, and he tells her he doesn't know. She lied to him. Amarantha snaps her fingers at the adder, who yanks Lucian from the crowd and pushes him to his knees. She tells the High Lord of the Night Court to hold his mind. Lucian goes still. Behind them, at the front of the crowd, are all of Lucian's remaining brothers, grinning at Lucian. Amarantha asks Lucian for her name, but he doesn't answer. Pharisees, sees Resand smiling, and this terrifies Pharaoh as she thinks of when he once entered her mind. Amarantha tells Lucian that she thought he would have learned his lesson. Lucian keeps his eyes closed, ready for whatever punishment Risand will deal out. She then turns to Tamlin and asks for Feyre's name. However, he doesn't reply. He only stares down Lucian's brothers. Amarantha then asks the brothers, but they tell her they would be the first to tell her if they did know. And as Amarantha lifts her hand about to order Rysand to do her dirty work, Feyre shouts out her own name. Amarantha nods and Rysand backs off to the disappointment of Lucian's brothers. So... What is up with Fera having to rescue every man in her life? For real. Yes. Yeah. These, these men.
2: Sorry, dude. what say you,
0: <laughs> male in the room? <laughs> what say you witch? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, I men are trash. <laughs> That's just the way that it is. Thank you. So and many damsels. It doesn't matter what species, you know. <laughs> we're just, we're this drama- is true. We're dramatic. We're babies. Oh. It is what it is.
0: As a mother of a male baby, I can say that this is definitely sure. No, kidding. My poor baby.
2: I've been trash all my life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you remember being called Trash
2: Shut Boy? Up. I knew you were going to go there. I knew you were going to go there.
1: Uh, Zan used to call him Trash Boy. Cause he used to, his like one task was to empty out the trash. I never he'd did the it. Garbage. I never yeah, did he, it. he never did it. I never did but he'd be like, throw out the trash. <laughs> trash Boy. He would
0: get so upset. <laughs>
2: so effective. Yeah, simple yeah, and effective. It's like,
0: it's like the dumbest like, put down. Where,
2: like, <laughs> it worked.
0: I miss those days. Don't you?
1: Uh-huh. I, I definitely do. I mean, I didn't have to pay my own bills. Oh shit! was parents, they fed us. All yeah. that good stuff.
2: Yeah, but I had to take the trash out. So.
1: No, you didn't. <laughs> was, but was, you didn't.
2: I was supposed to. I'm
1: still. You were supposed to. You were also supposed to mow the lawn. But me and Sam mow the lawn. You were all. You know.
2: You're just so much better headed than I am. <laughs> Whatever. Oh my god. So it was weaponized ignorance, yeah? Right?
0: Weaponized incompetence. Sir. Incompetence. See? Yes. Oh,
2: see, you're better than that. Oh,
0: we need to honesty. her See, you just pretended to not even know that. <laughs> That's how bad. Uh,
2: uh-huh. That was actually just actual incompetence.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. So back to Feyre. Uh, I personally think that she just has a saver complex because she's literally always trying to save all of her close friends and buddies, whatever. She saved her family And she was, you know, know, basically trying to solve all their problems at the spring court as well. Okay.
2: Excuse me. Zan,
0: would you stop paying? Oh, gosh. (laughs) No problem. I'm sorry. It's the wine. My bowels are real watery right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's not the sound of that coming through.
0: That's how it sounds when they be watery, you know? (laughs) Okay. Amarantha, (laughs) now satisfied to learn her name, tells Pharaoh once again that if she solves her riddle, she, the High Lord, and all of his court will be free to leave immediately. And the riddle is, just so you guys know, is... I'm not sure if you know, Junior, so maybe you could draw oh, Yeah, yeah, let's see if you'll live. Yeah, you haven't heard this yet. So the mm-hmm. riddle is... There are those who seek me a lifetime, but never we meet. And those I kiss, but who trample me beneath ungrateful feet... At times I seem to favor the clever and the fair, but I bless all those who are brave enough to dare. By large, my ministrations are soft-handed and sweet, but scorned, I become a difficult beast to defeat. For though uh, each of my strikes lands a powerful blow... When I kill, I do it slow. I had to do it. I had to do it.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So, Farah is stunned by her blank mind, unable to figure this riddle out. The crowd behind her starts to laugh.
1: That's so sad, because, like, all these strangers are laughing at her because she can't get it. I'm, I'm pretty
0: sure they all know. I mean, they've all been living centuries, you know? I know. So, Farah thinks to herself that she is a fool, a common human <laughs> idiot. Yeah. No self-esteem whatsoever in this right. girl. Yeah. Amarantha tells Vera to think on it, and she's dragged back to her cell. She spends the next two days in her cell, and she eats a decent part of half-moldy meals that she's given, and all she does is think of Amarantha's riddle. She also thinks Amarantha may be... May have tricked her in the deal, only saying she would be freed immediately if the riddle were solved. Her nights are restless as she dreams of being trapped in Amarantha's ring, stuck to witness her cruelty forever. She thinks that Amarantha had told her there wouldn't be enough to play with, and she hopes this is true.
1: Isn't that sad? That's what you're hoping for? Yeah.
0: Mm. Better to be obliterated than to endure Durian's fate. And then her cell door is opened and the guards tell her the full moon has risen.
2: Our next wine is Ruffino Rosé. It's bubbly. It's it's a sparkling wine. It's mm-hmm. a product of Italy. It's in a, it's, a, it's in a bottle.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't
2: we don't do boxes on this on this show. Or
1: cans because the wine comes in cans now, so.
0: There's no I have no problem drinking wine out of whatever. I
1: mean, wait, wait. I'll drink, I'll
2: drink wine out of a garbage can if you got it.
1: No, out of a belly button. <laughs> I, was thinking oh, no. about, I was thinking about their orifices Just so drink gross. it from the
2: fundio. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: disgusting. <laughs> Do it again for Arnold. Fundio.
2: Fundio. Oh,
1: God. Chapter 36. Fabra is brought by escort and unshackled through a passageway under the mountain. She can hear large crowd noises with a mix of sounds like laughter, shouting, and unearthly howling. She sees that she's been brought to a large arena when she struggles to walk without falling because the floor is slick with mud. She sees the crowd of both Lesser and High Fae all watching her and they're shouting and grinning as she is walked up to the wooden platform. Amarantha and Hamlin are seated on the platform where she holds her chin up high when she sees a maze of trenches and tunnels within the floor. The crowd watched along the edges which didn't allow her to see into the trench. Away from the crowd of High and Lesser her face to the six high lords of Prithian. Farah ignored one particular, extremely handsome one mm. as he smiled at her with his corona mm.
0: of darkness. Around the him. way I would have just stared. Oh, right.
1: Right. I mean, uh, she obviously knows he's very handsome because mm-hmm. she even like when she's dealing with him later on, she notices how handsome he is.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. When you're young, and you you have your boyfriend oh. or whatever, not even. <laughs> Okay, if there's, like, a, a, a handsome guy that is around and they're just, like, you know, oh, wait, that guy's way better than I am. I, not, I, You may have not have had a shitty ex-boyfriend from, you know, your college years like I did, but um, <laughs> where they're basically always asking you to reassure them. You can't tell me that there was once in a while that you were, like, yeah, that guy's fine, you know. <laughs> but you had to, like, kind of fight your, your own, like, yeah, um yeah no you're you're the you're the best baby (laughs) oh my god that's funny i'm just admitting something that i think we all can agree happens
2: (laughs) you're just like no i i detest an athletic build in a man i know
1: (laughs) what about girls because like arnold's always all about um i've already said this before but taylor swift and like do i need to have like Blonde hair and blue eyes. But then, I, I love Taylor Swift, though. So. Oh, you know what? Stop <laughs> it. You're my sister. You're supposed to be on my side. Oh, okay. Sure.
2: I'm a, and I'm, this is what we do. I'm on Taylor's side.
1: Dude, you know what? smoo you, you. <laughs> if anybody gets that yeah. reference uh you're the winner and call us up or give us an email and we will give you a little small package smoo you where does that come from
0: yeah i would be so impressed if someone seriously that. Yeah. I, I really awesome. hope you
1: do um mm. email us because we'll send you something cool our red-headed mean girl then silences the crowd with a single hand movement while at the same time resting a hand on temple's <laughs> thigh gross disgusting she tells Farah that she learned some stuff about her for the first task. She says that she thinks Farah will like the task. <laughs> I don't think she's gonna like any I of this, but anyway. Farah's Farrah. yeah. instinct is to bolt out of there, but obviously she wouldn't make it far. She tells Farah to look. And as she gets closer, Faira finds herself pushed roughly into the 20-foot deep maze of trenches, only to be set down by the adder. Feyre takes note that the mud that squelches under her feet smells awful when Amarantha informs her that Risan had informed her that she was a huntress. Then Amarantha <laughs> says to hunt this, THIS BITCH?! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. For real. Anyway. And you know what, this if, Are you talking about Maranta or this bitch Risan? Uh,
0: well, yeah. Cause that's what that I'm was... all about. This yeah, bitch
1: Risan. Probably the, goes. the crowd cheers and she sees coins exchanging hands. Obviously, there were bets being made on how long she would last. It is released upon Amarantha's order and the sounds of the creature making its way out from where it was held can be heard because the crowd has gone quiet. In a purely sadist seeking entertainment way, Amarantha whispers for Feyre to run. And she did. Fair runs from the giant worm, with rows and rows of teeth and pink brownish skin like an earthworm perverts. I, I was exactly thinking that just right now, like a ween. The fleshy. Or a peen, however you want to say it. Ew. a wee wee. Wee wee. So guys, do you think that this worm is a sort of pet for Amarantha? And if so, what's his name? Wait, or her name. It could be a her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Also, where would you... Actually, you know what? Let's answer this first question.
0: Okay. It is... It's it's Bessie. And uh, Bessie is uh, 300 years old. <laughs> nah, nah. Its name is Inches. <laughs> oh, no.
2: Damn, that's a good name. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Tiny.
0: Oh, oh. That's, that's... Yeah, That I, I'm
1: going to go with... I agree. Okay, so where would you draw the line as far as you would allow a pet into your home? Because clearly Amarantha doesn't mind the stench.
0: I would draw the line at, I would not accept a python. Mm. Oh, okay, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't ex- uh, accept
1: a uh, tarantula. Like, Ooh, uh, yeah. So our kids, we always watch Home Alone around the Christmas time. <laughs> and they're always talking about how Kevin puts the amaranth... Mm. I just said amaranth, oh. though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. That's
2: a Freudian slip right there. Dude,
1: but I think it's just wine hitting hard. Uh, I am a lightweight, so Anyway, Kevin putting the tarantula Kevin. <laughs> putting the tarantula on, uh, who is it? It's not Joe Pesci, it's the other guy, right? The, oh,
2: uh, I just looked his name up the other day. I forgot his name. Well, that's him. The dude from Bushwhacked.
1: <laughs> the tall, skinny one, right? And that's a short.
2: Harry. The wet Harry? Harry, Harry. It is Harry, but I was
1: trying to figure out what his but actual. Is it marvin. the marvin. Ac- marvin is a shorter guy. Joe Pesci, I think.
2: Okay. Oh, Daniel Stern? Is that his name? Yes, okay. yes, yes,
0: yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Favor runs attempting to lose the worm by going through a couple of forks in her path until she makes it through a small crack in the wall. She inadvertently smothers the muddy walls all over herself without realizing this is helpful uh, to camouflage her location from it. She figures out it can't see her uh, when it doesn't find her in the seconds after making it out of that cracked part of the tunneled wall. While all this is happening, the large crowd of Fae are making sounds of disappointment and are somewhat silent as they watch on.
0: Isn't that sad? They're like, they want you to fail. Yeah. They've all, they've all, like, they're all betting. Yeah. Uh,
2: we, against her. I know there's like lots of movies like this, but for some reason, the one that's sticking in my hand is Coneheads. Why?
0: Oh, yes, <laughs> Right. What? Against the, what do you call it? Oh,
2: yes. It yeah, is. there's some monster in the Oh, yeah. Right, you is is know it? that
1: that is Arnold's favorite movie of all time? Like, he even ranks it like above Home Alone. Okay, oh, wow. that's...
2: That's bad, right? Yeah. Interesting. Also, the mud thing... Are we, are we doing Predator? Is that what's going on?
0: Here? Uh... Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then she falls
1: into a pit where the mud is ankle deep. The crowd is all excited about this and they're all trying to peer in at her. Fira finds that she's in a sort of graveyard of the worm's own making because she finds large bones and skulls around her. This freaks her out momentarily until Amarantha whines at her to come out because everyone is getting bored. Oh, bitch. I'm for Fira tries to climb up the sides and she can't make it out, but through the taunting of the crowd, she's able to come up with an idea using her environment to climb out. She begins creating a ladder from the large bones around her when she has an idea. Yeah. Then she begins breaking... Them ideas are so good, right? They are. They bees good. Yeah, the light bulbs. They are ideas. Right. She then begins breaking bones to make sharp stakes from them. She begins staking them into the ground, the sharp sides pointing up, of course. The crowd is murmuring about all of her administrations when she gets an even better idea to smother her face and body with the filth that was likely a mix of decomposition and caca. caca. (laughs) (laughs) Poo-poo. Quatcha. (laughs) Poopy-doop. She does a really good job of it, and even makes a point to roll around in the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Stop, (laughs) drop, and roll, bitch.
2: (laughs) I get why you like this book. I get it.
1: She ends up so caked in the shit mud that you can really only see her blue gray eyes apart from the mud all over her. She's a mud master. This is her predator scene.
2: Ah.
1: I
0: literally typed that into the notes, Boogs.
1: For real.
2: Spoilers, my bad.
1: Meanwhile she can hear the Fae asking what she's doing when she hears the sexiest man alive, aside from Cassian, say (laughs) that she's building a trap and that it relies on its sense to smell to see. She glowers at him, and then when she he says that she's made herself invisible using the mud, Feyre gives him an infamous obscene gesture as he smiles and watches her with his twinkling eyed face. I mean, I bet he looks really good because she looks like shit at the time, and he looks all handsome and clean. Yeah, but he was rooting for her. Dude, I bet you he smells really good. Oh, I know. God. Right? I'm sorry, dear.
2: What does it smell like?
1: he smelled okay er, a couple of episodes we were talking about you know men spraying too much and I said that Arnold wore Gucci it's actually actually Versace
2: oh okay he he corrected Uh, you didn't he no actually I saw the
1: bottle upstairs in a restroom and I was like oh shoot I said the wrong thing now some man's going to be smelling like some ass because I said the wrong one (laughs) Versace like er, Eros or Eros, I don't know. It's like E R O S, I think.
2: Eros, from, yeah, something like that. That's like a
1: great word. He smells like um, uh, one pump though, and it smells good. I'm like drooling, and I yeah. am like, "Get
0: off me! Why are you so obsessed with me?" Reese smells like one pump of magnificent man cologne, and freshly washed laundry and mm. soap underneath Irish it all. Spring. Not maybe, <laughs> <laughs> and I what of it? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure we mentioned this, but Zan used to have a love i love for irish spring yes i used to keep it in my purse so it would make my purse and everything in it smell like it
2: i think he smells like freshly mowed lawn no sawdust no
0: you know pleasant smells my eyes are watering just thinking about it
1: like poison
0: (laughs) (laughs) no for men it would be like uh fresh freshly sawed wood
2: that's what I'm saying. It smells like sawdust. It smells like Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Motor oil.
1: Depending on the department you work in, it might be fertilizer. <laughs> oh,
0: gross. No. That's not pleasant.
1: Anyway, let's get back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So how are we feeling about Rhysand and his actions at this point in the story? Yeah, he was a turd in the dining room a few chapters ago, but he's making eyes at Vera. But what were your thoughts upon... First reading the scene. When I first read it, I was like, oh, like, oh. This is promising, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's rooting for us, I mean, like, somewhat. He's, he's uh, commending her for her, like,
0: tactics, right? Yeah, he's thoroughly impressed also. Yeah. and he's got them sparkly eyes. I know. He's giving her glitter eyes. I'm just <laughs> like, oh, this, the handsomest man mm-hmm. that you saw earlier. Okay, yeah, I was just intrigued when I heard or read this part the first time i was like oh i'm confused <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: i was confused too i'm like okay is this good is this too bad or is this too good
2: <laughs> or is he bad <laughs> it's bad but with a smile yeah, yeah.
1: like michael jackson bad, bad. no what <laughs> i'm talking about the song not him doing the things he did No,
2: no allegedly just kidding <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, but I, come on now. Like, we did not obsess over the bad music video when we were children. No, we
0: obsessed over. It, it.
2: was pretty. It was. It was badass. <laughs>
0: did you know what was badass that man in the roller skates you know it yeah i was thinking about him right now i wonder what he's up to i wonder
2: what he's doing right now
0: i mean he's probably got arthritis <laughs> from
1: falling so much
2: no i bet you he's that one dude at the skating rink that's like still doing mm. badass tricks and you're like dang i wonder how long that guy's been doing and
1: that. he's probably has like really short golden shorts
2: yeah oh yeah
1: man. okay moving on hopefully so she stalks through the tunnels and lures the worm by cutting her palm. Why the palm? So she could be blood brothers with somebody. <laughs> like why the thing that you're going to literally have to use in a few minutes? I don't know. Maybe she did her left. Maybe she's like right-handed and she only cut her left hand. Yeah, she got a spare she hand. She could literally have cut her belly or <laughs> her toe. <Anyway>. <laughs> suddenly the crowd was silent. A group of Fae were now grinning at her when suddenly Lucian, the Vest foxy Faye, ever <laughs> say that three times best best foxy Faye ever yells out to your left in warning that was a good yell right yeah she takes sick- off just in time for the wall to burst apart with the worm and its teeth coming through it she runs and leaps when she sees the pit she hits her arm painfully against something that goes through her flesh, but she can't linger on it because the worm comes hurtling through the air only to land at the bottom of the pit with a crunch. And then it was dead. It was dead. The crowd gasps. Okay. <gasps> the crowd <gasps> gasped. <gasps> and then there were cheers. Yay! She climbed out. You know, what? it's just like there are probably all men who are like cheering her only when she wins those... Like Dallas Cowboy fans,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> Those fair weather fans.
1: Yeah. Anyway, okay. Right. Our family is a family of Dallas Cowboy fans. You cheer
0: so. no matter what.
1: Yes. Okay. Moving on. She climbed out of the pit quietly. She's livid and she sees Amarantha is no longer touching <gasps> her Tamlin's lap. Mm. I know, thankfully. That's disgusting. He's like a baby. Yes. When Amarantha says that anyone could have done that, bitch. she hurls a bone at her, and it lands on mm. Amarantha's feet, splashing mud against her white gown. Can we take a moment to register that Amarantha was wearing white? <laughs> like, bitch! The effing for real <laughs> now. You was live it- under a mountain, and you're literally in an... A shithole. Right now. I know where you're going to ask. Was it after Labor Day? Yeah.
2: yeah. Probably was. Dude,
1: why don't we have all the same corny jokes? (laughs) What? Uh,
0: If it was after Labor Day, who's going to ask that? It definitely wasn't because I think summer solstice was just fairly recent.
2: Okay, so hold on. Like, All right, so this Amarantha Mm -hmm. and Tamlin, Mm -hmm. It's like an age difference there.
1: There's definitely an age difference. So yeah. if, if you had listened to our latest episode, Andrew, I li- you would I know, listened to half of it I'm disappointed. disappointed. He is currently 500 years old, but 500 years ago he was a babe or you know a child, a kid. A kid and Amarantha met him at that point, mm-hmm. and then she grew to lust after him. So she mm-hmm. is she was an adult while he was a child, and
2: that's right. when she yeah. Yeah, you guys talked about like grooming and stuff, but like, I think about like. Um, the Phantom Menace.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was wrong, too, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm just saying, like... That's gross, mm. too. Hmm. I just, I just thought it was interesting. That's all.
0: And if you remember, we talked about... And here we are again, talking about... Twilight I love me some Twilight (laughs) and Jacob and how he imprinted on a baby
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah but okay let's talk to him about Mags thinking he actually peed on her (laughs) (laughs)
0: Mags we managed you to come back but at the same
2: time how old is Edward
1: he's a 90 90 uh, I, I thought he was like 117. <laughs> because I thought that like he was uh, from the Spanish uh, influenza, right? That's when he died. Oh, that's right. Yeah,
2: yeah. But like, and he's on like a like, high school girl.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, yeah. true, that.
2: All right. Sorry. But she,
0: but she was an old soul. <laughs> oh, no.
2: <laughs> all right, Spider Monkey, let's continue.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> okay, so despite this, and Marintha says a large part of her court lost a great deal. Deal of money, and when she looks over a piece of paper, she finds the name of a fae that surprises her. She tells the adder to take Pharaoh away when she calls on Resand. Mm -hmm. She's clutching at her throne as she does so. As she is escorted away, she's finally able to examine the injury to her left arm, and it's open with rib tendons and a bone jutting out. How confident were you, as a first-time reader, (laughs) that Pharaoh was likely going to win all three trials? Did you feel like this trial was going to be the theme of all three trials? Well, I... I thought she was in one for sure because there were still chapters afterwards.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. I thought that they were all going to be similar, though. I thought that they were going to all be kind of physical in nature, like a test yeah. of her physicality. Yeah. But I guess...
1: It's to test her love.
0: It's not really yeah. just to test her like physicality. That's true. That's true. Okay, so our third bottle for tonight, during our recording, is Premi fruity cherry Moscato. Ooh-hoo. It's a product of Italy, and it's delicious. Chapter 37. It's several days before we return to Feyre in the next chapter. Now, no one has come to help her with her arm after surviving the worm. Like a child, she's picking at the embedded bone in her arm as the wound continues to fester. I hate that word, fester. I know. I actually like that word. I use it often. She's dreading <sighs> any kind of sign of infection, but the wound is literally still bleeding and it's refusing to clot, which isn't a good sign. And she
1: she's also has a lack of vitamin K.
0: <laughs> Clearly. Um, I had I heard no mention of leafy greens being eaten <laughs> earlier. Okay. Yeah. It's highly likely that it's very infected, especially if she's been covered with warm shit and mud, you know. To make things worse, she isn't eating, although I'm not sure how much better it would have helped the situation if she did, because they are literally sending her rotten food to eat. I know, and it's bread
1: and, like, water, and there's no protein
0: there. Right. So she's sitting against the wall of her freezing cell, somehow happy to feel the cold stone against her skin. So basically, she's definitely suffering from fevers, fever. Feverish, yeah. Absolutely. We come to find that Farah is lying to herself as the way that she describes how she is seeing things around her, such as rippling lines of her injured arm. You know, basically means she's in such denial that she tries to convince herself that she just has a small cold. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. I know, yeah. She is desperately trying to stay awake as well when she thinks she sees the door move. But it isn't the door. It's the darkness around it rippling. So, question. While sick, have you ever hallucinated or even while on pain medication? What's the weirdest crap you've ever seen or experienced? If not, have you ever heard of anyone else? And if they had a story while they were sick or in pain.
1: Okay, so when I got
0: my wisdom teeth pulled, they put me on a hydrocodone.
1: I was 19 or 20. Ooh. I think I was 19 or You know, so... At that time I was a little bit smaller. So when they put me on those meds, I went to bed, and I swear somebody was sleeping with me. Somebody Ew. sat in the Jesus. bed oh and lay down with me. But it I felt was real. <laughs> <laughs> and when I woke up, there was nobody there. So I was like, where'd that person go? I had no idea who it was. That's I so thought maybe it was mom because I thought, oh, she's checking on me.
0: She wants to lay with me. Uh, no, it was nobody. It was just me messaging somebody to sleep with me. I myself have not... I I do remember, I think, mom telling us one time that she took medicine, um, and it was pain medicine, and she says that she remembers watching herself from the ceiling <laughs> as she slept yeah.
1: i know i i remember that too and that's always creeped me out there's certain stories that our parents tell us that i try to never think about because i think it's freaking creepy as hell
2: <laughs> after one of dad's surgeries i don't remember oh, yes, which one yes, yes but we had been watching a movie in his hospital room while he was recovering and he started asking questions about a movie but it wasn't the one that we were watching and i asked him what are you what are you talking about he said oh I'm watching a different movie in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> his eyes closed.
1: Okay. I have it even creepier. Okay. So our dad has had several surgeries. Yeah. He's been on. He always has the same effect with strong painkillers, but he's had some really intense surgeries that require intense painkillers. Mm-hmm. And also coming off an anesthesia, it just affects him funny. Mm-hmm. One time, he said that he saw a caveman or cavewoman in his room, and he was talking about the caveman and cavewoman, okay? That's not where it gets weird. Years later, he tells me, you know what? I just thought about it. Estella. Estella's a little cavewoman. I saw when I was hallucinating. And, I mean, this was years before she was born. Like, she wasn't even a thought. Yeah. And, like... I was always like, well, well, thank you for, first (laughs) of (laughs) all,
0: telling my child the
1: cable. (laughs) Also, if anybody knows my daughter, she is a bit of a yes,
0: kid. she is <laughs> a little bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah.
1: She is funny. She's very rough and tough, yeah. Uh, and I mean, she still likes to look pretty, but she's very rough and tough. She doesn't let anything um, stop her from doing what she wants. Mm-mm. And she's uh, she's Just brutal with her older brother.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, she's a girl boss like through and through, man. She
2: eats bean dips like a caveman. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure, like one Frito for the Ketchup. entire can. <laughs>
2: I thought it was just fingers. Okay, she just likes... Had her in there.
1: No, she used to eat ranch.
2: Ranch, <laughs> no. um...
1: Whenever we'd order Wingstop, I would give, give you those tubs of ranch. She would get her hand in there, scoop it up, and eat it. Ugh. And you would say she
0: was a plump little girl, right? No, she's um, skinny. <laughs> and y'all don't know this, but Junior totally just took a sip of his ranch right now.
2: <laughs> I like what I like.
0: Okay, so second question... Since Joe is a professional dietitian... We just revealed because I never said that. (laughs) Sorry. um, Can you tell us a little bit about how important it is uh, nutrition-wise to have or eat food when you're healing from a wound?
1: So first of all, plenty of protein is needed because if you don't have enough protein, it's just me like losing lean body mass. Actually, she's probably already losing lean body mass by not eating enough protein. She's probably losing weight. Also, vitamin C and zinc are required for wound healing. They're not required, but it's best that you can speed up your wound healing if you take vitamin C and zinc. Good
0: to know.
2: So all I got to do is bleed out and I can lose weight? Oh, <laughs> <That's> no. <sweat. laughs>
1: I'm just kidding. No. No. Nah, okay. This is not the recommended one. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and she's... It's because they're not giving her the food.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
2: three whining witches does not offer medical advice.
0: No. Yes no i don't i mean especially under the influence yeah so we're drinking wine people okay going back to the chapter Sand materializes in front of her and his violet eyes stare back at her as he smiles by the door Rare. I know. Hello, lover. (laughs) You know, I bet. Do you
1: see, like, do you picture like a very chiseled face? Because that's what I picture like a nice pointy chin, straight big teeth, nice Um, and white. Yes,
0: a strong jawline for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we come from a family of
1: strong chins, so I'm all about the chins. I'm not
0: about the chin. I like the jawline, the jawline, yes. Yeah, but the
1: chin. Have you seen a man with a
0: it needs to be the oh, whole pa- package i've I guess, seen I just so. i don't chin. like That's I, don't li- oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't like it's like the moon man chin. I, I, I don't want a moon man <laughs> but i want a chin a strong chin <clears throat> not jay leno yeah but a chin. Well, you. know,
2: what, with me when it comes to chins is i'm not about quality I'm about quantity <laughs> <laughs> Dude, See, they, dude. Gotta, they gotta have five. Yo, give me the three <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, oh bad. God. Oh, anyway.
1: Oops, sorry. Go. sorry for interrupting. <laughs> All the chins. But yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Okay, so he's smiling at her by the door, and he teases her, saying that what a sorry sight she is for Tammy's hero. Pharaoh tells him to go to hell, but it doesn't have the bite that she would like it to have because she's very sick and very lightheaded he smells so divine. I bet he And does. she smells like ass. Like, she smells, she smells like ass for real. Like oh, actual? Like actual she, booty? She, yeah. Like mm-hmm. a bootay. Mm-hmm. Yes. She literally, it smells like worm shit, gets closer to her sniffing at the air and gets grossed out at her vomit at the Ooh. other side of the dungeon. He cocks his head to the side and at this time, Reese is described as having skin that's radiating alabaster lights.
1: Mm. Like, um, Edward? Does he no,
0: sparkle? good lord. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is the skin of a killer.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Reese would be like, and what? I just got, sorry.
2: <laughs> skin of a <Yeah>.
0: killer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Reese would be like, mm, it's a Tuesday. Um, he touches her over her brow and asks what Tammy would say if he saw that his champion was rotting away in the dungeon. When Feyre tells him to go away, he finds the audacity to tease her for wanting to send him away when he has come to offer her help. Feyre is having none of it and still tells him to go away this is when she learns that reese is actually the one dude that had bet on her surviving the worm by admitting he won a lot of money with the bets among his other Fade brethren
2: i just want to say that surviving the worm is a great euphemism
0: <laughs> inches girl you won't survive my worm. <laughs>
2: hey what you doing friday night girl i'm surviving the worm <laughs>
0: So he asks for her to show him the injured arm, but she's really too weak to even lift it. But he growls and tells her to let him see it. Not even letting her react to his request, this bish, he grabs the arm to look at it and it hurts her. She stops herself from reacting to the pain, not wanting to show any weakness. And as he inspects it, he is remarking on how disgusting it is. Question. Disgusting. Did this ruin Rassanne's character for you a little bit? Or was the more morally grey part of his character revealing itself for the reader? Or did and did you take it in stride? When I first read it, I was like, what does this foe want?
1: Like he wants something. But now, you know, not seeing it again, you can't... Well, because you have the ending revealed, Mm -hmm. you you see it differently. So it's really hard to not be non-prejudiced the second time around, right? Yeah. So I could say I thought he was a great guy, but that would be a lie. Yeah. Because I initially thought, like, this fool was just there to, to torture her more. Like, this is part of the torture was him, like, being an ass to her when she's at a really weak spot.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So she tells him to get the fuck out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I, th- I like how they don't use any curse words, but like this is not like something mm-hmm. uh, a minor should be reading, right? They- but there's no mm-hmm. curse words. Like, no. Uh, she gives an obscene gesture, but I'm like, just say it because uh, you don't want a 12-year-old reading this book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
2: But what if they do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I think then 12 year olds are reading and watching a whole lot of worse things. On. I'd be impressed okay, if I Okay, if My child will all. be about 12 years old in about two years, and I don't want to hear about that. You better warn him. Don't be re- reading these Sarah J. Mass books. <laughs> I mean, I
1: think that he would be reading probably fantasy books but there aren't really dungeons and dragons and not? yeah <laughs> or science book
0: again she tells him get the fuck out <laughs> when he asks her don't you want me to heal your arm Farah then asks the question we all want to know which is at what cost reese commends her for learning how the fae work when he offers a bargain to her two weeks of each And every month, she would have to go live with him at the night court, starting after the end of the Three Trials. Okay, this also kind of
1: reveals that he thinks that she's going to survive the Three Trials, right? Absolutely. So that kind of also reveals a little bit more of his character, because he believes she's going to win.
0: Yeah. So this leads to our next question. How convinced were you that you were going to be seeing Reese again in the series? When he showed this much confidence in Feyre's ability to overcome the trials. <laughs> well. How uh, funny that you
1: said that. I know, and that's because I hadn't actually read your um, summary till right now. I know. So, yeah, I thought that because he was saying that he, was willing, he wanted these two weeks after she survived, it was like, okay, he believes in her. Mm-hmm. When I think that, like... <laughs> If you think about it, Tamlin and Lucian didn't want her to take this on because they didn't think that she was going to make it through. So now right. you're wondering, okay, these guys are supposed to be the good guys, but they don't really believe in her. They don't want her to take on this bargain with Amarantha. And Rhysand over here, who is supposed to be the bad guy, is saying, you're going to win, and I want your two weeks.
0: Yeah, it's very intriguing. I remember first reading it, and I was like, Oh, this dude. ooh, do I like this? This dude, <laughs> this dude, right? Yeah. And I did I did like this. Sometimes you like the bad guy, right? Like that's oh, just yeah. the that's oh, the way absolutely. I know this. Absolutely. You're talking to a person that likes <laughs> general hugs. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my goodness. We had to hear about this
1: again. We heard about our last
0: episode. I okay, I'm he, stopping he's now. He's the redhead from oh, Star Wars. Okay. He, he literally has like 12 minutes of (laughs) time.
2: You also liked Gary Oldman and everything he's ever been in. This is true.
0: so. So, Farrah gives an absolute no in response as she is already upset with herself because of the other bargain that she has made since her being under the mountain. That being the one that she has with Amarantha, obviously. Reese is in disbelief and he tells her that she must be waiting for a friend to come and help her out. Then surmises out loud that Lucian must have helped her before because broken noses do not heal themselves that quickly. At least not among humans, I mean. Pharaoh spits at his feet and he gives her a disapproving look, which we love. And um, note to self, commission an artist to render the scene because I think that would be awesome. So he reframes his argument, telling her that she'd be a fool not to take his offer because it would put both hers and Tamlin's life at risk if she didn't take it. He tells her that if she were to rely only on Lucian to come help her, that she doesn't know how long that would be. And given her current state, she didn't have long, obviously. He informs her that she is probably going to be waiting a while since Lucian is trying to keep a low profile after helping her by shouting during the first trial. Apparently, Amarantha was not happy about his helping Feyre. But before suffering her wrath, Tamlin was willing to break his silence to beg for Lucian to be spared. Question. Question. What the ever-living fuck, Tamlin. This just goes to show you that if he wanted to, he would exist in Prithian. Is this a Bros Before oh scenario? Or do you feel like this was tactical in some way for Tamlin to do? Because the man was silent the Tamlin entire time. Tamlin is a bitch. Like, yeah. He really is because he could have helped. Yeah. Didn't <sighs> say nothing for the love. I know. Like, gives him hand signs
1: or something. What but the clearly
0: heck? enough to try to save Lucian. So. Lucian is his bro. I know. But could we not argue that Lucian in a way seems to love Farah more than Tamlin during this first trial?
1: I would th- I'd say that his love is purer if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: because I feel like
0: They're buddies. The, you're right
1: like the love of a brother and a sister is a lot more innocent than let's say the yeah a husband or whatever like you are wanting something in return from the husband right like you want some you know sexy right time you want you, you want him to have like you want Good still credit. care of you. Good credit. I oh, wouldn't, so whatnot. Your brother and your sister, you're just like, I want you to be good to me. I'll be good to you. We're, we're on each other's side no matter what. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I don't have a
2: husband. I don't either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: okay, I'm the only married one of the three of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but, time but, for a husband. But, Junior does have a Sarah and she's awesome and she needs to start listening oh uh, yes hey Sarah. Sarah hi Sarah. now you have to listen we love you
2: I'm just saying she's, she's, she's not gonna be a husband
1: says you that's what you say
0: she, uh, oh you she might what? be that's your true. husband I, I, and you're the wife oh Ooh. put that apron on
2: she sign me up
0: make her a sandwich
2: bitch <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a stay at home bitch I'll do it I'll do
0: it Anyway, Lucian doesn't get away scot-free. He does get 20 lashes, but worse yet, Tamlin was the one that had to give them to him. I hate that. I know. This upsets Feyre, but Rhys continues and basically tells us what we've already been told by Feyre's perspective. She is likely dying and she doesn't know when Lucian or if anyone will come and help her. Pharaoh is absolutely hateful in her gaze towards him and tells him to go to hell. And in one of the more controversial interactions between Pharaoh and Reese, he suddenly lashes out and grabs uh, the bone shards I know. sticking this, out of her arm. This,
1: like, gave me the chills. Like, I it's know. like. Uh, being on the chalkboard, like you do not want to experience this feeling. Mm-hmm.
2: That would make you shit. Like honestly. No. <laughs> oh
0: absolutely. Ooh, well, why did they mention her wiring valves then? Right? He's twisting it, causing her immense pain. He lets go and when she recovers, because she kind of loses consciousness, she finds him smirking at her. She spits in his face. And he simply wipes it off as he continues to recommend mm-hmm. his offer. Pharaoh considers her plight, and in a bit of a recall from earlier chapters, she remembers that Lucian had, in the past, both underestimated her and didn't consider her human limitations. A.K.A. Fox Daddy did not come to rescue her when the Naga or Nalgas.
1: Ugh. Arnold, do it for Arnold one more time.
0: Nalgas.
1: Came for her.
0: (laughs) Thank you. When it appears that Reese is leaving, Farah asks him to stop, and he grins.
1: Oh my god! Okay, you know this grin was probably really good looking. I know (laughs) this
0: motherfucker. Oh my! Oh god. She reminds herself that she is doing it for Tamlin. She asks him what the deal is. Why is she going to the Night Court? And Reese tells her that Mm. it. Wouldn't be any fun if he did tell her what they'd be doing. <clears throat> she would be me, making them sandwiches. Just <laughs> let me. Let's make sandwiches, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is sandwich. that what you're calling it now? Yeah. Baby sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> baby making sandwiches. Okay. I'll
2: make you a sandwich and we can survive the worm.
0: <laughs> so good the pickles. She tries to haggle with him on the time frame and it gets down to a week instead of two weeks. Internally she begins to war with herself trying to justify the reason to both herself and probably to eventually Talon as to why she is going to enter into this bargain. Rissanne's smile is described as becoming a bit wild <laughs> when he grabs her arm, sending immense pain through her arm again. There's some body horror, and she blacks out. She comes to, only to find Reese grinning.
1: How funny that he just cannot stop grinning in her presence. This right?
0: mofo, he knows. And as she takes in her fresh new tat... Along her formerly injured arm, she's absolutely pissed when she learns that it's custom in the night court to get a fresh new (laughs) tattoo whenever they enter into a bargain. When you first read this book, did you, in fact, become worried for Feyre and Tamlin's relationship because of the tattoo-slash-bargain? Or were you afraid of Tamlin's reaction to it more so than the actual agreement? Okay, if she
1: to me that would be like that should have been a red flag if she's worried about what he would think absolutely for her trying to do all these measures to save his freaking life and his court it's not just his life it's the court that he holds dear you know to himself like yeah. that's his people she's trying she's putting her life on the line for these people his people and if he's gonna get pissed because he made a bargain, I know. And uh, she, she made a bargain, yeah, just to keep herself from dying, so she can still go on and do two more trials. Yeah. to protect I, his peeps. I saved I mean, your
0: court. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I'm like, you know, bitch. I did what I did.
0: Yeah. Tim. 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 Timmy. Tam. The tattoo is swirly, but the more interesting descriptor is that of a large eye at the center of her palm. She tells him to make it go away, and he laughs, calling humans grateful creatures. She's pissed because he didn't warn her that it would happen. A true testament about informed consent, y'all. Um, and he simply states that she didn't ask, so he remains blameless.
1: But, like, what if it was getting her, like, an extra... Nose. <laughs> you didn't ask. Oh, you got an extra nose for this. It, really.
0: it gave me an extra <laughs> asshole. <laughs> like, why, why would
1: you think to ask, hey, would I get an extra nose or an asshole? <laughs> like,
0: why would you ask? You should have told me it would have been under my armpit at least. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Of course, Reese has to tease and ask what Pharaoh's High Lord's reaction would be when he sees it, uh, which only elicits dread from Pharaoh. We sand leaves and somehow she feels that she's falling into a trap worse than that of the worms making. So last question. If you were to enter into a bargain that would be helpful to you now, what would it be and what would the tattoo be? What would the bargain be? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I would enter I would enter into a bargain to I don't know. Honestly, I guess uh I would just be able to like live closer to work or I would have more time off. Like basically like the bargain would be I'd have more time off and the tattoo would literally be like a Snickers commercial.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, what about like all debts relieved? Like, oh, if you have yeah. any debt, if you owe a mortgage, if you owe a car uh, payment, student loans, whatnot, a credit card, um, Dillard's. <laughs> uh, Dillard's and, would be mine. I know, I know I, that's why I said it. I uh, like so, the likes. like, anything like that, you I get to zero old. and you get to start brand new like you're an 18 year old. <laughs> <laughs> let me get to that, please.
2: Okay, so I I was aiming real low with my, oh, okay, with my, with my bargain. Okay. Um, I want to be able to cut to the front of any line, and I don't care if the tattoo is a wee wee. Like I'm <laughs> just showing <up, laughs> yeah, show that. I'm like, hey, let me get in the front. I'm like, oh, excuse me, who do you think you are? But like, hey, look at his wee wee. <laughs> I get to go first.
0: like okay, sir. Like get you get that. So
2: you know, just like show that wee wee. Tattoo.
0: Mm-hmm. Just the tattoo. So any oh, final thoughts? Hey, uh,
1: what do you think so far from the pieces that you've heard through the podcast? So, What do you think of the storyline? Like, what does it remind you of?
2: This is worse than the riddle. A woman. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that was just my answer for the riddle. I don't know.
1: Like, there's not really like a movie where a woman has to go on trials for, no. their, for their man.
0: No, the beginning is a lot more familiar. Like, the, the beginning is definitely a lot like... Yeah.
1: Beauty and the Beast. Yes, So yeah, Arnold picked up on the Beauty and the Beast references Mm -hmm. pretty early on. In fact, we're going to get him to be a guest, whether he likes it or not. He'll be upcoming. I promise you. (laughs) I'm going to make it happen.
2: I I don't know. Maybe like a... I haven't read the book, so just based off of what I'm hearing... It's a lot of wine. I don't know. Maybe like a hint of Harry Potter. Like just just being on the outside of this magical world and then...
1: Mm -hmm. Oh my god. What was her name? What was her name, Lestrange? What was her? Oh, yeah. Bellatrix? Bellatrix Bellatrix. Lestrange. I mean, she's got a little bit of a a in her. I think so, at least. Yeah, I guess so. Mm -hmm. She was crazy. I mean, I did tell you guys at last episode about me and Arnold um, watching the marathon.
0: (laughs) So she's like fresh in my mind. She's definitely a wicked witch of the west,
2: right? Are you
0: a good witch or a bad witch? she's, yeah. she's like I'm a bad bitch. Oh shit,
2: I'm a good witch.
1: Are you a good witch or a bad bitch? I, I mean, good, bad witch. <laughs> good witch. I'm a good witch.
2: I'm a good witch, but I'm a bad bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm not, I'm not. a bad bitch. I go to bed by like ten.
1: I would oh. say um, uh, I would. I would probably be in the gray area.
0: Yeah, Julia's Joe is definitely morally gray witch. Mm-hmm. Which oh. is
1: funny because if anybody actually knew me, they'd be like, She's a good witch.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Really? <laughs> you know what I do on my weekends? I think, oh, I think yeah. you're a good witch. Yeah, yeah. she's a good witch. Yeah.
2: She's she, a good witch. With a bad attitude. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: I will agree with that. Anyway. So any uh, comments, questions, uh, if you know the answer to our question earlier, which was, where does smoo you come from you can enter the answer at three the number three whinywitches at gmail.com and we will promise you we sent we'll send you out something
0: or send us a dm on either one of our socials yeah you Maybe. can do that
1: too we have a tiktok and
0: we have instagram three whiny witches the hand handle right yeah so mm-hmm. three whiny witches if you have the answer to it and yeah we'll find out your info and we'll send you some cool stuff if you have any um any kind of feedback that you'd like to give us or if you would like to you know look in on our social media again like she said we are three whiny witches and we are on instagram and on tiktok follow us there and uh, we are all on all almost most major platforms where we, where our podcast is hosted. Also, I would love you all to
1: give a shout out to our stand in which his yeah. name is Heraclio. Mm. And if you could, give us a little review on how he's doing, how you how you appreciated, his little input, and yeah. yeah. of course, Max will be back next time. Get well, Max. Uh, we miss you, yeah. and, and we know you'll be here, and you'll be stronger than ever, and uh, you know,
0: add to our regular banter. Yeah, please give us a five-star review um, on our podcast platforms. So until then,
2: see you later, witches. Toodles.